You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. Heather, you just said a statement, which was, it caught, really caught my attention. And you said that memories are like past lives. I've never heard anyone say that. And I'm just very curious to see what you mean by that. I mean, maybe you could explain uh, your version of that. I think it's pretty interesting. Not that I disagree. It's just, wow, that's kind of a, a mind blower. Because- for me, when it comes to remembering or it, it, like you were saying, memory seems so foggy lately. And I, and I totally agree with that, but it's, it's, to me, it's, it's a past version of myself. It's a past life. We are, we are changing so much that I am no longer the person who I was even a week ago. Do you mean that just a hundred percent physically or or both spiritually and physically, or how do you mean that spiritually and, and I'm well, physically I've been losing weight. So, okay. So you are changing in that too. Yeah, Yeah, I'm changing in that too, but, um, my personality has changed. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's very, Angela's like, what? Yeah, how you got to give us you got to give us ways yeah, that, I have that maybe that, maybe we I, haven't noticed but that you know this yeah I, i'm curious because to me i haven't perceived a change in you but i've also gone through times where i feel like i would relate to what you're saying but outside of me people be like no you're the same it's like well that almost doesn't matter because the internal landscape uh-huh that's the exactly way what's going on i view myself the way i react internally it's has evolved. That's the only way I could describe it. But, and I was shocked when I found out that I wasn't like, what do you mean? I'm not totally different to you. I'm like yeah. totally different on the inside. <laughs> um, so that that's where that look came from. It was like, a, Oh, you're sending me, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. The internal landscape is completely yeah. different from, uh, and I don't want to say disassociate from like, being in being Heather in the body, but it's like when I'm looking out through my eyes, I feel like I'm looking out through the eyes of a body, but yet I see myself as a column of light. Mm -hmm. And like with my work lately, it's been a real, it's been interesting, a trying at times and frustrating. And yet I still remain calm as before. I would have been a total Karen, like letting loose on people and just, yeah, I just, I take a breath and I'm like, okay, well, radio, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm allowing people to walk over me or whatnot. It's just, and I don't want to say it as personally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not taking it as, yeah, it's definitely it. Not taking it personally and just, just seeing myself as okay the truth of who I am is being present right now and 
what does that feel like for me as I do, as I do these things where I have to interact with people and it's not quite working out? What does that look like? What does that feel like for me? And I would not have done that before. Um, being super present and noticing when the thoughts come up to run that they, I just notice them and then all of a sudden they just stop. That's changed for me. Um, yeah, not wanting to, I, one thing that I used to do before when people would have a certain way of, about discussing things and I was just, and I would go in ball, well, let's take a look at this and kind of play devil's advocate and back away and then make them wanted to see a different way. And then I'm just like, okay, eh, that's how you want to see it. So be it. Okay. You're very aware of your changes. Do you think Heather, that people can be changing and, but they're not aware, or do you think you have to be aware to be making these changes that are changing you? So they're not just happening to you you're working on because you are working on them. That's what you're saying. Definitely. You, right. Uh, I, been, I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. my brother who is very unaware of like the mm-hmm. spiritual world and stuff and is very much in conspiracy theories and, you know, just what, what we would consider like the 3d world. He's very much in, into it, watching the news and getting very like mm. caught up in it and disturbed. And I'm just like, it's okay, Jay. But, um, He's like, I have moments of just pure peace. I'm just sitting there and I'm okay. Everything's right with the world. So I'm like, okay. Everybody's being brought along. Mm -hmm. Everybody's being brought along and I want to talk to him about it, but it's just, and that's where I would be like, well, what do you think of this? This is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, that's so cool, Jay. How interesting. Do you try sitting with that? Or are you just kind of like, "Mm." And he's just like, ah, it's whatever. It's very nice. And I said, yes, it is. So yes, I think people can be very unaware. Almost like a teaser. Like this is what peace looks like. And maybe if you get interested in, I want more of that, then there's an opportunity to, how do I seek it? How do I exactly create it? Right. Because we think it's outside of us, but it actually is we are the peace Mm -hmm. in that moment. And he's getting glimpses of that, which is great just to be aware of it. He's seeing that it has come, that he's, he knows something changes in him. Right. And he's like, it's just so weird. I don't know about it. And I was just like, that's okay, buddy. It's you'll get used to it. (laughs) I used to have a friend at work who'd be like, this is just the weirdest thing. When think, when she started to tap into the spiritual and things started to manifest and coincidences started happening. I was like, okay, first of all, no, this is the way the world works. Second of all, the only thing I'm going to suggest is that you stop saying this is freaky. This is weird. This is really weird. Cause then you're going to push it away. She's like, okay, got it. And then I just like, I just stood back and let her experience it herself. But um, yeah, it is neat when you start to see people synchronicities come into people's lives or things start to to shift and they're just like, what the hell is going on? Cause you realize how disconnected you are from that feeling in general. If you're really in the 3d world, that feeling of peace, that feeling of joy is so foreign. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> so I want to go again and get a little deeper on this notion or this, this thought you brought up that our memories are a version of our past lives. So, I mean, it's just, it really resonates. It's very, very interesting. So I'm liking it because in a certain sense, 
when we think of our memories, we're putting ourselves back in those situations, both good and bad, right? And mm-hmm. there could be a traumatic ones. We're recognizing that was us. Something happened to us. Things maybe we did that we're not proud of. Again, we're recognizing, oh man, I blew it there. Or maybe I did something. Um, proud moments, of course, they'll take pride. But when you think of it as a past life, I feel like even though it's still part of us, a past life is, I feel like there's a little, do I want to use the word detachment? almost like a space of grace that is more of, of an observer than a participant. And I don't know that I don't like that. I, I think that's kind of interesting um, to think of those memories, again, past life, so past versions. I like the way you said past versions of me. So part of me feels like I get off the hook a little bit, like I've like I know better, or maybe I'm I'm more um, knowledgeable or more compassionate, whatever whatever those feelings are. So it, it gives me, um, yeah, it gives me more um, love in looking back at a past memory. What do you think about that, Angela? How, how are you feeling about this topic? I do something similar, but um, that phrasing, like I get what she's saying mm-hmm. and I can resonate with that. Like, But saying it's a past life for me doesn't work for me because it feels um, like I'm othering and I'm all about mm-hmm. integrating all parts of me into a whole, like, I don't want to discount any part of me, which isn't to say what she's that that's what she's doing, but just like how somebody resonates with God, but God conjures up different meanings, you know? So, so for me um, to say it's a past life doesn't work for me um, unless it's literally a past life because I've I've worked hard to be like, okay, this is part of who you are. It's, it's okay. Again, I think this is the gift of depression. I've really had to be like, I'm feeling this, but it's not my only reality, you know, like that sort of like dual into unity. So for me, it's hard to use that phrase because it, it tilts me. There's this metaphor that we use at work. If you're, if a plane is seven feet off in the wrong direction, then within 30 minutes or so, it'll be like 700 miles off course versus if you're seven feet off and you're in your car, you're not going to be different. So that phrase, even though Heather and I will start off in the same place, if I use that phrase, I'm being tilted slowly into a different direction. That doesn't work for me. Um, So for me though, I think I do something similar wherein I'm go to the center of me, go to the divine part of me, which is eternal and realize everything that's Angela is temporary. And every, just as everything that was in my past lives is temporary. So it's like, if I dropped into my past life, I'd probably feel all the same things. But if I observe my past life, it means nothing. So this life can mean nothing in the highest sense. So I do sort of, again, yeah, I don't like using the word disassociate. Um, but I do go to a cent- go to a different place other than who Angela is and approach it from there. And then nothing be nothing's personal. I don't have the crazed emotions. And I can do that while I'm in the middle of a tense conversation. I'll still be feeling tense. Angela will still be feeling tense. But I'll remind myself that I'm not really Angela. I'm this eternal being. And I'm trying to blend the two. <laughs> No, I think it makes perfect sense. It and, sounds and, and, insane no, but when I say it out loud. It's so funny because having you explain God. it that way 
really then grew some roots into my belief um, with what Heather said. All of a sudden, I'm really adapting this because I'm going in another direction than you. Um, one is I usually do not um, have any relationship with my past lives, right? You can, I can say I've maybe had such and such happen, but I really don't relate to it, right? How could I? It's a memory that I really you know, uh, don't know unless you're under hypnosis or something, or you've gotten some great insight. But I like the idea that my past or these past memories are past lives because I still can relate to them. So I feel they're more inclusive. See how you're feeling? You're feeling it. They keep you a little more, yeah. you don't want to use the word dissociate, maybe distanced from who you are. And maybe yeah. it's like cutting Othered. off a part of you. I think it's encompassing more of me to look back and say my past lives, you know, as a child, a teen, a young, you know, young twenties, early married, new mother, whatever. And I know I belong to them and they belong to me. So I, I really like that. I just, right now I'm going to wear this, this, that Good. those are my past versions, past lives. It just feels um, for me like that's how I'm, I'm finding more compassion with myself in that. Um, it's, a, it's a neat concept. I really like that, Heather. What, how did you adopt it, Heather? Who did you hear it from? Or did you come up with it yourself? And, and why does it work for you? When, when I'm working with, when I, when I call home my past versions of myself, I always say my past lives come home and they always come home. So that's where I get that from. And so, and the feeling is I'll, I'll feel into it. Do I actually feel it was this lifetime or a past? Sometimes I'll get both. And sometimes it will be this lifetime where I've associated with something and, and I need to, you know, reconcile that. So it's just by me learning through that way that I have called them a, a past life because, you know, it's, it's, we changed so much that it just Heather from 20 years ago is not the Heather that is right now. So, so it, and it feels like lifetimes away of who I was of that person. So, and, and I still, I care, I care and I care like, like you, Stephanie, I, I care for my past life and it's just, I have such compassion for who I used to be because, because what I know now. So there's some people that I, well, I I mean, I don't, I don't think any three of us are that kind of person who really feels they are the exact same person that that they are, you know, 20, 30 years later. I mean, I don't relate to that. Angela, I think you don't relate to that either. Right. (laughs) I've never met anybody that has said, I've heard people say I'm still the same. I think my husband yeah. says he's still the same all the time. He's just like, I don't change. I'm still the same. And um, I'll be like, well, but I think you have, but who am I to say, right? I mean, yeah. he's he feels like he's still the same person. So, right? There, you know, I'm not going to argue with Maybe that. Maybe they can't handle it. Maybe they don't want to change, right? Maybe it's fear of change. Maybe it's um, fear of the unknown, um, letting go. Because you, you have to let go of something to become something else, right? Um it's kind of like the monkey bars. You got to release one hand to get to the next bar. You can't, you know, you can't continue to move through. You know, maybe he thinks in terms of, maybe it's a different definition of the word, you know, your core values. Like I would say my core values have not changed. It's just how I express myself, what I let through, what I let in is different. Um, Cause you have changed you were growing so much. I can't imagine if he wasn't changing to some degree 
you would not be together still. You know, that's how people grow apart, right? Somebody's either not growing or not growing in the same direction. But so I have to believe he's changed. And well, that's why I, I had asked a question earlier. Do you think a person can change without knowing they're changing, not being aware of it? And I think, you know, yeah, they can yeah. morph and not even see the change. And probably because the focus is so it's not on themselves is looking at whatever external things they're constantly working on. And they're yeah. just not identifying with it, with the self in there. And, and that's fine. You know, not everyone's going to have the uh, time capacity or interest to look in the mirror and really see, you know, who stands before them. Um, you just you just said something which just had had clicked something in me too, um, and in that you feel your your core has has stayed the same, but your personality has adjusted, and yeah. obviously life experiences. And I would say I feel like I'm a caterpillar. I feel like there's such little amount of me that still remains from who I was. Um, it's so interesting because I could be married to someone who sees no change in me and like, I don't even the same person. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I mean, I'm just, I, I just feel like I'm so different. And of course, could I be fooling myself? So where does Heather sit in this? Heather, do you have, is your core the same or even that has changed? Um, how have you, how have you morphed? Where have you morphed? I was trying to think of that. I was like, yeah. my core, what is my core yeah. belief? I was yeah. like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> What do you mean by that, Angela? Your core belief, core like, values, you- like wanting to be of service, oh, believing that um, there's good in the world, or how you, you know, like I mm. find myself going back to who I was as a child when I wasn't afraid to be like, I love the world, I want to help everybody, and then I became a teenager, and all that went out the window, <laughs> and then I became twenties <laughs> and thirties, and that definitely wasn't what you'd think if you saw me. But as I get older all that is falling off. And I feel like I'm going back to the same. I think maybe it's because I know I'm still around. Um, I, my best friend from when I was nine years old and I yeah. are still good friends. So when we sit and talk, it's truly like no time has gone by at times. And when we're laughing and belly laughing, and when we talk about the core things that are important now, over time, if you over the decades, how we interacted with each other, how we talked about things was certainly different. My beliefs were different, but my core values, and I think that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. That's the essence of who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know as, yeah, I, my only core belief was I want to help people. Well, you know, next time when I check off that box, I need to be a little bit more specific. Read the fine print. <laughs> See, I didn't I have any that. to this. I think I had a walk-in. I think I am a walk-in. <laughs> even, there's, there's, there's nothing remaining of who I was. And that's I'm okay with that because like you said, you go back to childhood and that I don't know, you used a word um that was opposite of fear. And I think about as a child, I would have been all fearful. You know, there was no real thinking of the future, more relaxed. I think I was probably an uptight child. Well, I know I was and fearful. So there, I would, I don't want to go back to anything like that. I've come so far away from my fear-based core that it needed to be shed. It needed to be restructured. And that's probably why I relate nothing to it, you know? And, um, for me, that's just, 
a very good thing, quite frankly. I'm not saying I'm a butterfly now, but certainly I'm not a caterpillar. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm well, maybe, it has to, <laughs> maybe it has to do with what our life path is this time yeah. around. You right. know, maybe right. your path this time was to experience that fundamental shift. Yes. That yes. evolution up a notch while conscious, not doing it in between lives, but being like, okay, as I live, I'm going to go up in awareness. Um, and not to say that like Heather and I are at the level, you know, but, mm-hmm. but maybe ours was sort of a different, like, can we maintain well, this right. core value throughout challenge? You know, like who knows? Well, we don't know. And for me, it wasn't so much about becoming someone. Maybe that was your goal. I don't know. For me, it was unbecoming someone. Mm-hmm. See, that is the drive for me to unbecome that, someone. I, I, yeah, and and you can relate to that, somewhere. Heether. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And became, and and it needed to be done in, in a heavy level for me in order to then grasp what I want to morph into. For some people, that you know, the transition might be pretty easy. I want to be this. Fine, you move into that. No, I, I had to rebuild. I had to become the, uh, um, you know, like you strip it down first, right? Like any kind of rebuild in order to rebuild it back the way you want it to. I had to go to the foundation. You're a I construction worker. Yeah. <laughs> general contractor general contractor a vintage old house in a modern world you know this old house i love yeah. that though i love the reinvention i love because i can say they're definitely if you compare me to my 20 year old version yeah oh my god like i am so much freer so much more vulnerable so much more open um yeah i love that i love and that's the beauty of the dark nights of the soul, right? Where everything is just like nothing works. So who are you now? Right. And it's like, okay, start from the core and see what it's like a pearl, right? See what coalesces around this time. And every and now think, and then you get stripped down to that kernel of sand, sure. that grain of sand. And I like when we look back again by using the phrase uh, past versions of past lives. For me, it it's not about taking away blame or trying to get away from who you were. It's again, I just see it as more of a acceptance and a compassion to say, that's okay. Those things were done. You know, that was you then a version of yourself, a past life. This is you now for some people it could haunt them to always look back at their memories and see the mistakes or the traumas, the bad times. And you carry it around. Like we all know, right? Like that, the, the, those, those hurts, those, those emotions, you carry around your backpack of life that don't serve you. So it's neat to see like a picture. If you were to, if I were to draw it, it'd be a person carrying a backpack over there. And then another person carrying a backpack. And it's just always, they're carrying their stuff. And to you in the present day, I don't have to carry it because those versions are carrying it, you know? Um, whereas before I think I, before Heather said what she said, I think I would have thought I carry everything. And it, it really, I just like the idea of the past life, past version is its own thing. Stop, start, stop, start. It's very freeing, Heather. I really like that. Good. I'm glad. Can you make it? Can you make it on a bumper sticker? I think that's <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> Heather, Heather's tattoo. Now that's it's really deep. It really has really opened my mind on this. I don't. It's amazing. Sometimes simple phrase can really clarify. No, I was right? like, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> it's just completely floored. Yeah, I really, I really like it, and it's so interesting as I'm. Um, sitting there and talking about metamorphosis and I have a stack of, of cards I need to put away and look at this one that's standing up there it's a there it's a butterfly just and it says uh, happy birthday singing. like being reborn oh well look at you put, 
even more meaning into it. No, that's that's really interesting. I almost want to ask that question to like everyone I meet now, you know. <laughs> you think of your memories as a past life or a per- past version of you. Would you want to separate it or do you just want it all to be inclusive when you think back on your memories? For some people, and, and Angela kind of explained it, you kind of want it all together. You know, you don't want to separate it. You just want it all in one. And for me, I just like that categorization, categorizing of it. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Is there, is there a, is there a, ooh, how about this, Heather? Where's the expiration date? Do you have one on certain things? Like when is, is last week a past life too? Or is it, you have to go 24 hours or do you go a year? I mean, do you have an idea for you? Well, I the mean, speedometer. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> there is no like, it's like a few minutes ago could have been a past life. Cause like you, Stephanie, you just had an epiphany that really resonated with you. You are no longer that person that resonated with this one idea. Now you have a new idea of this was a past life. So you're a changed person. Wow. Great. I mean? ex- great example right there. So, wow. Yeah. I was thinking I was going to do a little math. I could do it with the time. <laughs> it just happens instantaneous. Yeah. New person, past version, chop it off. There you go. New one. Wow. Yeah. So it could, you could be always ever changing or ever changing. always ever stuck. But I hope most people are always changing. I mean, I hope, but I are you are some always people. ever stuck? Well, I'm not. Um, but are, are some people, I mean, if you get so rigid in your ways of thinking and only one perception and uh, not allowing any openness, I guess you could, couldn't you? Because it's the life can work. change, life can it's change outside work. of you, but if you're not doing anything different in your thought process or your feeling, yeah. then you're not changing. I think, you know, that's you okay too. Oh, it is okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It is okay. Because maybe you as a soulful being wanted to experience what it was to be stuck in this way of thinking. Or even uh, what do you call continuous uh, when it's just, you're it's in just a loop. monotonous or mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but for some people, it's not stuck. If you look at it, you know, we're compartmentalizing. We're thinking of ourselves as individual lives, which is true, individual souls. But if you also think of us as source, and source is creating this huge mosaic, then the color of someone being stuck it is necessary for this picture to, to actually. Mm, that's form. true. That's a good idea. Interesting like way that. to put it. We need yeah. both and all. Yeah. yeah, that's very, very true, Angela. The, the picture won't be complete. And that's I just, what we're... I just changed again. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is taken over several lifetimes of Stephanie. Um, but, you know, it, it, if we think of ourselves as great. source, which means we're not individual, we're, we are the picture, then yeah. just as like, my, if you look at my face, um, God forbid, it's not without one of my eyes or my nose, you know, they have. Are you Picasso? True. (laughs) Picasso just blew that theory out, but, (laughs) but that metaphor is ruined by Picasso. Um, But yeah, you know, we're every bit is not as needed unless you're Picasso. Wherever we are. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, I don't even, I don't even know what that even meant. What were you going with that? <laughs> with that? Yeah. Yeah. What the missing eye was, are you trying to just still say, so if, if you lose an eye of the you know, listeners don't mind us. Cause we're, we're a little lack on sleep, you know, we'll this, probably, this week, 
edit this. Um, no, <laughs> I was taking the metaphor of the mosaic, right? And how the person who's stuck is a necessary yeah. color yes. against us and personalizing it down to your own body. Like you have different parts, you know, you're not a body of eyeballs. You're not a body of shoulders. You need Everything all the other pieces, right? Everything okay. looks different, acts different. And thank God. No pun intended. Well, that's a whole nother interesting <laughs> way to see it. Right. Which is compassion for, for humanity unto itself. Right. When we talk about judgment, right. Because we've talked about some people don't want to see the contrast when we say some people have to play roles that are, you know, maybe of, of the negative the or mm-hmm. right. You know, exactly. But if you see it as they still were making up one body, if you really put it in that, do you, do you hate your, your fingernail, you know, and love your ear or what have you? They're just versions. Yeah. They all have their purpose exactly. and a hangnail. Okay. Let's take a hangnail. Um, you figure that's got no point, um, but it, it does, right? Do we hate the body because of the hangnail? No, it's mm. just doing its part and we rid it when it's necessary. Yeah. Um, you know, it's an interesting thought that crossed my head as I was driving, driving home today was darkness, my teacher. And I just was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yep. And it's the same yeah. thing, you know, yeah. with that, how would you know that there's light without darkness? You yeah. need like it. Yin and a yang. I mean, right. It's that appreciation. The same thing if, you know, sometimes I've had discussion with my son and he, he just doesn't understand what I say. Well, things can't be always wonderful. You know, people can't be always helping each other and living in harmony. He'll be like, well, why would you say that? I I thought you're supposed to be positive. And I'm saying, because I, I don't think it's possible here on earth. I think we need the contrast constantly to show us the value of, of, of the good and the light and what to work towards. I, I just think if it was all Nirvana all the time, from what I hear from the many people I listen to or read, then then there really be nothing gained. You know, we, we sometimes the best lessons, right, are in pain and in fear and in hurt in order to gain that value of understanding. I mean, if everyone's perfect and everyone's happy and nice, then that doesn't mean it's bad. But what are we learning? How are we challenging ourselves? How are we growing? Yeah, I mean, there's an it was stated so cool and I cannot in any way remember how it was stated, but when he explained it, it was like, if you didn't know cold, you would not realize that you were warm. If there was no cold or you wouldn't even know that you were cold unless if there was no contrast. No. So I got that wrong. If there was no contrast, you wouldn't know what you were. So, but on the other hand, it's like, is that's duality. And if we're heading towards unity, I think it's kind of like realizing, okay, we're graduating from this class. We're reached the end of the textbook. Let's not go back to the beginning of the book. Some people may have a few chapters behind us, quote unquote behind, but I choose to try to live as if I'm already at the goal of Nirvana or whatever, and I'm very calm and patient with myself when I'm clearly don't hit the mark all the time because we are in a world of duality. But I think my challenge is to try to still behave as if, but not go into magical thinking, you know, like I'm going to behave as if until I have to defend myself. And then I'm going to do it with as much love as possible because everybody's not, oh God, I don't, I'm, I can't explain what I'm thinking. This is so frustrating. Did you mean that you would hurt somebody with love? If you're, gonna, you're no, going to. No, and I don't know how the hell you got that. 
Well, you said you're, you said if you had to defend yourself, you'd do it with compassion. So excuse oh. me, I'm going to slap you. You know, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to, with love, punch you out. Right, exactly. No. Um, Namaste, MFR. <laughs> right. <laughs> love and light, Um No, I mean, I think there's a point where you have to say, okay, I honor the fact that you don't want to hug and be happy. Okay. I get it. But now you have to stop what you're doing because you're now actually crossing a line. Um, and you're hurting me or you're hurting others. You know, it's that sort of like, you don't have to do what I do, but you can't harm any me. Um, yeah, I don't know how to, my, my mind just went fuzzy. So I don't know if I was making sense. <laughs> Yeah, the gist of it again is understand. I think you're saying you're understanding the contrast, understanding that we're going to have the balance good versus, you know, bad or evil. But in that, with that compassion and love and light that you seek, you're not going to ignore that there may be some terrible things you have to face and you're not going to just yeah, blow I through think, it or. I think I was reacting to it. Like, I don't believe that we are necessarily in a bad world and, and that we have to see it that way. And that's why some people are bad. I don't necessarily believe that. I think mm -hmm. we're in a world full of individual gods going through and creating their own life based on what they've gone through. And there are sometimes clashes. Mm -hmm. And in that, um, in that you have to hold your own and let what's in your heart stamp your environment and exactly. not vice versa. Because we always try to put our stamp of human emotions on the divine, which the I would imagine the divine feels a little bit differently. <laughs> How do you do? Uh, mm, just by me changing internally, my landscape has changed. So why my my idea of what the divine feels is a little different. And plus, I asked my team. I was like do you feel it this way? And they're like, nah, not, not like, not like the human way. So, and that's, like, that's as far as I can go to understand because the human brain just can't comprehend of what, what spirit feels, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, um, if I was to imagine based on uh, building off of what Heather said, Stephanie, I think it's like when you garden now, when I raise my little plants. I'm emotionally involved if with every stalk that dies. I'm like, <laughs> it's like too personal. Whereas you go in and you're looking at the garden, right? And you are, you're, you even told me at one point, like, get over it. Some of the times it doesn't, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't live because it's not that you don't love the plants any less. It's just that you're looking at it from this in the universal way, yeah, God-like perspective, where it's it's about all of the life in the garden. I always wonder, like, is that how like our soul cells have so many lives, just to see, like, okay, let's see if this one works. Let's see what yeah. that one works. Oh, didn't work out. Too bad. Write that one down. We're not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you mean works out? What you? I mean, well, is you it come supposed to, a to work place? out. Or is it just supposed to be experience and knowledge and information? Why not a little bit of both? You you hope for the best, but you know sometimes a truck comes along and takes you out. Yeah, but I mean that that's not a bad thing, right? No, if, yeah. yeah, it's not that's a bad just, thing. But are you going to go do it this afternoon? No, well, sometimes it just happens. So right? I think so you have a that's what I'm just saying. So yeah, so that's what I just don't look at like life working out. I just thought that was an interesting choice of words. Mm. I don't, I don't see um, like because then it feels like if it works out that it's that it 
it successful, which, you know, how, how are we going to say what's successful? You know, Ascension 90, is successful. 13. I would yeah, say well, Ascension. Is that, is, but Ascension in, on the earth plane. Yeah. What does that look like? You know, right. like, so I, I would say, you know, embodying as much as you can in your human form is successful. Uh, I, I woke up today is successful. I was able to drive to a place that's far, far away and come back within time. That was successful. So anything can deem be deemed Absolutely. as successful. 100%. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I just, it, it, there's like, there, it's just but, a, it's such individual scoring. If you but to get even more granular, all of that made you happy. So I would say successful is feeling happy. Now you may be someone who's had a warped life and you're happy is hurting other people, but it makes, you know, it's like, we're all going for that feeling of joy or that feeling of not being alone, not being cut off, being connected. What do you think about that? No, I don't. For those I, of you I, at I home, both Heather and Stephanie are looking at me <laughs> well, like the no. only <laughs> the only reason I don't agree with that, and I and it could be wrong. I'm just saying I don't agree, right? Um, I don't. Okay, <laughs> it's not what I've experienced. It would have to come from what I, external, what I've heard or read, and that doesn't mean it's true, obviously by far. But to say that we are all um, going after joy or that connection, I think. Maybe I would understand it more if you said everyone's going after a satisfaction, whatever that looks like, right? Because there's people who are very miserable and they're looking, you know, pain begets pain, right? But hurt people hurt people. So that's a satisfaction maybe, but I don't know that it's a joy. So that's well, then satisfaction. Saying. The yeah. point being I could understand that it. There's that something, that's pursued, yeah. something yeah. that's pursued maybe, or um, they're gaining for themselves. Well, what if, what you know, we have life themes. So what if uh, my life thing was to live a life of disempowerment that right. could be successful. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause again, it goes right. back exactly. to the you, exactly. you did your piece absolutely really well. And yes. your piece was disempowerment playing your role, you and know, then me on a spiritual level was like, nah, I don't want to do that anymore. Let's yeah. try this. Yeah. Let's try exactly. ascension. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because that's, and I think that's exactly where I was going with that. Heather um, was, I just didn't think it had to be spiritual or had to be happy to be successful. Just, it's just fulfilling the role, right. That perhaps we signed up to do. Um, that's why I, that's why I choose to look at it because then it, to me, it's less judgmental for me. If I don't see success as being what, what I want for me, that can't be for everybody. Right. It has to be individual for whatever role everyone is playing. Right. But everybody has the same criteria. It brings to use your word, satisfaction of something deep inside that I feel like makes them feel connected. It's a, you know, and before you realize you are source and you can connect to source and that feeling can come within, you look for it elsewhere, but you're still trying to create that same feeling. And when you feel it for a moment, satisfaction, let's say it's, it's the same for everybody getting there. Isn't the same, but that what they're actually trying. It's like my de like I've told you, my definition of heaven, everybody has the same definition of heaven or the same vision of heaven. It's the place you go after you die. When you find out you were right, everybody has the same. Now, some people may think that's 72 virgins. Others may think it's pearly gates, but when you get there, you're like, I was right. So the core of it is the same. Heaven is where you find out you were right all along. So maybe success is that feeling of connection, whatever the external, whatever, you know, trappings you put it in it's that moment when you connect 
Yeah, you probably don't know it to the other side, I imagine, right? Mm -hmm. When you, I mean, some people feel success here, but I would imagine not everyone does until they realize if you, if you understood how you were supposed to play the game or what the game was, then maybe there's some insight and you get it. But, you know, for a lot of people who dabble in this thing called life, <laughs> it's the meaning, right? Not everyone has a spiritual path or a belief in any um, deity or uh, divineness. So, you know, what's the game like for them? I mean, that's the same. That's just, feeling of, to use your word, yeah. satisfaction, like, oh, there's no longing. For a moment, there's no longing or yearning for something. It's achieved. And then it's very quickly replaced and you're, you're, you're on the treadmill again. <laughs> I'm on the road to nowhere. Hey, yeah. I'm saying that, talking heads. Um, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Um, and, and that's all came back from past lives. And, and again, just the different versions of us, through us, for us, as the divine. Ah, that's very interesting. Heather, any clothes for you? Any Clues? Closing, closing oh, statements. For closing. You. Mm, where do you resonate? That's what I like the listeners to ask themselves. Where do you resonate? Do you resonate with past life or, or it's all one, one, one life like Angela, right? Angela. Yeah. Let's go with that. One life, many <laughs> memories, one life, many memories. So ask, ask yourself. Or where where a, do a I different, feel? Or if they got it, what if they have a different version? Let us know. Well, yeah. let us know that third one so we can oh, yeah. uh, we can try that on. <laughs> All right, listeners. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and we like to thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers Podcast Show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers Podcast Show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the Three Intuitive Healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.